Okay. Cool. Perfect. How do oh. you feel? Great. Excited. <laughs> I love doing podcasts. Yeah. No, yeah. You've got that personality. You're the social butterfly gal. I know. Right? Thank you for saying it correctly. Like so many people butcher my business name. Really? Yeah. And so now, I mean, like I started to abbreviate it to SBG just to make it easier on people, but also because it's a little bit more of a mature name than yeah. what I originally started, <laughs> um, which yeah. you can blame being very young in your 20s when you yeah. first started business. No, you started at, well, we'll get into but you started at 24, right? Yeah, I was 24 years oh, old. Okay. Hey, everyone. Thank you for clicking on this video. Welcome to the Adrian Mendoza show. It's not really a show. It's just a simple podcast with extraordinary people. Today, we have Christina Hi. from the Social Butterfly gal, uh, you know, social media marketing and stuff like that. And, you know, we're here at this amazing coffee shop called Press Coffee. It's here in downtown, I don't even know where, Broadway. Broadway. Yeah, Broadway, <laughs> San Antonio, Texas. So really grateful that they allowed me to, you know, do this setup here so we could have this amazing guest, have some awesome coffee and tea. And hopefully you guys uh, enjoy this uh, podcast and maybe learn something from it. So now we're going to get to our guest, Christina. Hi. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... I reached out to you on Instagram. I saw your, you know, you're being, you were getting involved with uh, San Antonio Startup Week mm -hmm. with Geekdom. And so, you know, so just thank you so much for like, you know, I reached out to Christina on Instagram <laughs> and I was like, I don't think she's going to reply. <laughs> and then she's like, like you replied like literally in seconds. I know. That's like the good thing and the bad thing about me because I, I'm really great at responding because you have to be with social media, but then it could be a downfall because everyone kind of expects yeah. that, yeah. you know, so I have to be careful. Yeah, no, but I mean, that's actually like a good thing because I mean, I think a lot of people, because I think you, so you're in kind of two worlds, I think you're in yeah. the world of you are a social media marketer and, mm -hmm. and strategist. But you're also like a micro influencer, yeah, right? It's, it's weird to even think that because yeah. that the term influencer like still is has some positive and negative connotation in mm. the influencer marketing world, yeah. and so it, it does. Like I'm in both categories, but I don't really consider myself like because influencer could be like someone who influences ideas, but also it could be like, oh, I got this for you know. Click my, the link in my oh, bio, yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, that's good. I, I hate those people. I was no, no. I mean, like, yeah, you got to do what you got to do if you're doing that kind of, you yeah. know, influence marketing. But yeah, no. I was just surprised that, you know, you're still, you know, that you still treat, you know, prospects. I guess because uh -huh. that's at the end of a DM. Yeah. At the end of the day, is going to be like a lead. Exactly. So it's, exactly. you know, I do notice that some people sometimes they're like, oh, I have a, you know, 5,000 followers. Like, I'm not going to reply to anybody, you know? And like, <laughs> so that's why it kind of just like caught me off guard. And Aww. I was just like, wow. So, well, yeah. I'm happy I answered my DMs. Like, yeah. One of the things that annoys me sometimes with Instagram is it will put it in a separate category. And I'm like, just come yeah, and right. to, like my DMs. <laughs> Don't put it in a separate category. Yeah. yeah that's true. I think I've stayed there quite a couple of times. But anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, no. So, so that's really cool. So, the social butterfly gal. Mm -hmm. We were just talking about it before we before we started. Yeah. Um, you know, you talked about not really. Maybe it kind of is like a little bit of a 
because you made that name when you were 24. Yeah. How is it kind of? I didn't really know exactly what I was going to do. I didn't even know that it was going to start as a, I didn't even know it was going to be a business, to be honest. I, Mm. I had just written, um, I was very frustrated one night because I couldn't find a job. Like so many post-grad students who, you know, get out of college and they're just trying to find their job. And I uh, originally started a blog. And when thinking about what the name of the blog was going to be, I just wrote down Social Butterfly Gal. Um, And so that's why it was kind of me developing my personal brand without even knowing that it was going to become something. And then, you know, within a year after I did my WordPress blog, it actually became an LLC. Mm. Um, And so now kind of I actually changed my LLC about a year ago once I got married, just because like with the second business that I have, which I'm pretty sure we'll talk about it too. Uh um, I I didn't really know where it was going to fall in the terms of LLC. So I decided to change it to Christina SVG LLC, Mm -hmm. but still keep the social butterfly gal. Um, But I abbreviate it to SVG just to make it a little bit more mature. Yeah, Yeah, no, I mean, like definitely it, you know, seeing the social butterfly gal, I was Mm -hmm. like, that's interesting. I'm like, that is, you know, and it's just cool that, you know, if it's something that you liked. Yeah. And it's something that you're able to kind of keep and then build a personal brand on it. Yeah. And I mean, I think if it's if it works out like that, there's nothing wrong with it, even though it's funny because, you know, when when I saw your email, it said Christina SBG. Yeah. And I was like, wait, is that like small business growth? And I don't know if you've ever thought of that. I have. have? I've I've thought about it. You know, I've been in business for four years now. And even when I look back at my old WordPress blog, where Mm -hmm. it was the social butterfly gal to my actual website now, it's like, wow, that could happen. Like the change over four years, which is unbelievable to me. And to even see the growth of where I've, where I was back Mm -hmm. then, the services that I now provide, the different changes, the clients that I work with. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like, I sometimes have to, pinch myself because I'm like man I I get so many questions like how do you get started and how do you do this and then I'm like I I don't really have the answers to it I just actually Mm. just started and like got got with it yeah you know it just became a thing and when I originally wrote down you know the social butterfly gal I wanted it to be the social butterfly, oh, but social that butterfly. was already taken. Oh, my so Don't I came up with <laughs> gal because I'm from Texas and was mm. like Texans gal, I guess. And it just stuck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so no, weird. it's cool. And, you know, you know, talking about, you know, growing up in Texas, I kind of wanted to talk about your, you know, your origin, even though you yeah. kind of mentioned how you started, you know, on a blog. Yeah. But going back to the beginning, you know, I think we have something in common that we can't what do you call it that we can't uh, avoid, avoid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we have something in common that yeah. we that is like super there on the table the elephant in the room the valley the right? valley i know i saw you're 956 956 um, yeah. so what part are you from brownsville okay yeah and i just moved two years ago nice yeah, up here i have some friends that i've actually connected with in the like brownsville business area oh really um my business partner and i but i'm originally from mission mission yeah wow. and so when did you come up to San i moved um, so I went to Texas State University in 2009, and then I graduated from Texas State in 2012, oh, wow. and I was kind of flip-flopping between Austin or San Antonio, mm. so I was like, wherever I get my first job, that's where it's going to be, and it wow. was San Antonio, so I moved nice. in 2013 and have been here since, and I love it. Wow. And love you it. got you got your degree in uh, 
Mass, broad- mass communication, electronic media with oh, okay, like a okay. focus in broadcasting. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. So all my life I wanted to be a reporter. When oh. I was, uh, I'm pretty sure you're from the Valley, you know, Channel 5. Like, yeah. That's like the big <laughs> news station in the Valley. And yeah. I used to like have these dreams of just like being on the news and reporting really? and like being an entertainment reporter. And I would, I make like... I make fun of myself too because there was times when I was a little girl I would stand in front of the TV with like the remote control and would pretend I was a meteorologist. Um, That's and funny. So it was, I I really went to college knowing already that's like, what you wanted that's do. what i wanted to do that's interesting um which you know at that time social media wasn't yeah pretty much of anything yeah. it was very like there was just facebook and even then facebook was not even at the level that it was mm-hmm. so we're talking like t- 2009 2000 yeah. you know 2010 so during college i guess they never really kind of talked about yeah, like, they, yeah, that was digital early. media it yeah. was so it'll be in the textbooks like in 2025 yeah. like <laughs> already know, even too late. now students are i know at texas state they did add like a digital media component mm-hmm. which i'm like man where was this um but when i went to college i really i think the cool thing about digital media or communications is it's the same foundations it's yeah. just in a different medium which is yeah. like the online experience so there was a lot of things that I picked up on from you know being in front of a camera having those public speaking skills advertising public relations that I was really able to utilize as soon as I got out of college so I'm really thankful for that even though it didn't like Mm -hmm. go in the direction that I really wanted to I'm really thankful that at least I still had those basic foundations of communications you know in the yeah, so that's actually really interesting um, that, you know, because I feel like just like taking in today's, uh, what do you call it, like atmosphere mm-hmm. or environment, um, you know, everybody just wants to grow up and automatically be, you know, a, an influencer or a social media, you know, marketer or strategist. Like it, it kind of, it does look like, and in, in a, to a certain extent, it is kind of like anybody can do it. Right. So people are just growing up wanting to go straight into that. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're they have a lot more time to prepare and like starting to look into it versus like, you know, you you got you know, you got your degree in the hope of like, you know, being like in a news station. So yeah. how was that kind of transition from, you know, a career, mm-hmm. you know, working, you know, a job to having your own business? Like where when did that transition cuz you know you graduated, you got a job. Where did you get a job? My first job out of college was with a startup company in the Stone Oak area. Oh. So I was a news and video content director. Wow. And basically what my whole position, my title was, is I would work on social media. So I was in charge of managing the business's social media. But I would also go to the different businesses in the Stone Oak area and I would create uh, commercials. So I was like the host of this commercial mm. and we would walk into a specific business in Stone Oak and um, my boss, 
just he would work the camera and create like a package wow. and he would um it was kind of like an advertising thing he would sell these video marketing packages for x amount of dollars and i was the creative host wow. and so i was kind of like creating those advertisement pieces mm-hmm. while managing social media and social media was part of um because if some of those businesses wanted to be a part of their their company you know their their thing they would have to pay for a post or two mm, so okay. i was the one that was like crafting into it and i worked at that job for about a year with oh, yeah. still kind of hopes that i was going to break into the tv industry oh. and i um I, I had told myself, you know, this was a, a good first step out of college, but I still want to give that shot of actually trying to, to to just break into the TV industry. Yeah. And I had a lot of experience. I mean, mm-hmm. I did about four to five internships while I was in college. I was I cre- I was part of a television run a student show at Texas State. Wow. I created, I co-created it, and I was the host. So it was like I had everything on paper. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but I think one there was I was trying to be put into a box and fit the the mold and that really wasn't who I was. And the last kind of like last straw, I had applied to maybe like 10 to 11 TV stations in the state of Texas and then I heard from maybe like four. But the final like straw was a TV station here in San Antonio called mm. me in. I made it to like the second or third round. Mm. I was really excited. Um, We did the interview and I was like, okay, like I I was, I really believed I had it. And then two months later I found out on Facebook who they hired. (gasps) And so after that I was like, you know what? Yeah, maybe like I had a lot of people like tell me, you know, maybe you're not getting these jobs because you have to do something different. Like, have you thought about PR? Have you thought about like, Something in the communications industry, but nothing of, you know, TV. And my best friend, who's now my business partner with the second business that I have, she mm-hmm. was like, the reason why you can't find a job is because it hasn't been created. So go and create it. Right. And at that time, I was like, I have no idea what you're saying, but <laughs> I'm just going to take this opportunity. And so after that last like straw of not getting to that TV station, I decided I'm going to go a different route. I'm going to try PR. And while I am working in the PR industry, that's when I'm going to create my blog because I thought that the PR company that I was working with, um, they kind of hired me like on a part-time position. And so I thought, you know what, if I create this blog, they'll see how creative I am. The value that you bring. yeah, Yeah. How like how all these things and then they will hire me full time Mm -hmm. which in my head I had no idea like girl that's gonna be your job like you know um and so it it took it took a long time to finally like let let go of any I I was a very close-minded person Mm. and I think like that's crazy that you're like admitting that I I think that's that's, it's important to realize like hey you know what and I think sometimes it takes like a couple of you know failures to for you to you know, because in a way we fantasize and like we have this idea and like, yeah, oh, I, I am going to be. But and sometimes we can't see, you know, our faults at like, you know what? 
you know, and, and not in a bad way, but like it wasn't meant for me, but I'm meant to do something else, something better. Yeah. And yeah. I think with all the doors that were closing, mm-hmm. instead of me trying to like kick a door open, there was a window that opened. And I was like, you know what? Like, like if these doors are not opening, then there's something different. You know, yeah. there's something out there that I need to like put my ego aside. Mm-hmm. And like I was one of those that was like, I. I'm a big person of if I say something, I'm going to do it. Mm. And for me, like leaving the valley was huge. And like, I don't, you have experience leaving. And like, even I never wanted to like go back home. I was like really afraid. Like if I had to go back home, what does that mean? And like, like, does it mean that I like failed? And you know, like (laughs) I'm an only child. And so I was like, I didn't want like my parents to be like disappointed or, but I feel, I felt like after that last straw of trying to break into TV, it was just like you know all everything that you wanted mm-hmm. um it's not really meant for you and mm-hmm. that's okay because there's something else that's like meant for you and it's yeah. something too within myself i really feel like there was so much like breaking apart personally and all of the barriers that i had like there was this other confident person that i didn't know exist until i had to start my business yeah so i really got to like be someone else you know mm-hmm. i got to like really actually become the person that I was meant to be, which I feel like had I been in news, I don't think that would have happened. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, so that's weird. Yeah, that is that, <laughs> that is that that's a that's an awesome story, I think, of not only like adversity, but like it's mm-hmm. like the typical like, you know, like I failed and then I found what I you know, and if you would have, you know, trying so hard. And that's why sometimes it's important to to realize when like okay stop trying mm-hmm. to get into this thing that's that it, it's not meant for me yeah. you know because yeah. then if you were to keep trying and then maybe you would have gotten in and then you know kind of like the what do you call it the butterfly effect or like the alternate reality yeah. like this would have never happened exactly you know what i mean exactly and i think like i remember my husband who was my boyfriend at the time he was like he would he would tell me you know christina these things like you have to look and see they're not happening. And I would be like, don't say that. Like, I know you're trying to help, but I don't want you to like admit it because then it becomes real. Like when you, when you admit something to yourself, it's like the reality of, okay, I have to pivot. And I feel like entrepreneurship is all about pivoting. Like it's, it's all about being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. And so I really had to learn that lesson very like fast. Yeah. Which I'm so happy I did. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, there's a, like, I kind of have a, I don't want to take up too much time, like, you know, saying this, but I do relate mm-hmm. because back in my hometown in Brownsville, I was the video producer of my church. Nice. And I started working there when I was 17. Uh-huh. And I stopped when I, when we moved to San Antonio. So, like, mm-hmm. I was there pretty much four and a half years. Like, that was all I knew how to do, being a video producer at the church. And it was like, you know, like when it was like non-denominational Christian yeah. churches, it was like very media oriented. Right. And like, that's kind of like where I learned everything, you mm-hmm. know, like everything, like mm-hmm. media. That, that's where I grew as a person and as a creator. And when I came over here, I was like, well, that's all I know how to do. And that's what I'm good at. And like, you know, being there in that job, like I thought I was going to be there for the rest of my life, yeah. basically. And I was like, this is what I'm meant to do. And then we moved up here and I was like. Oh my gosh. It's kind of like, I felt like that was just taken away. Like I literally envisioned myself being like 45 and working there. So like, and we moved up here and and it wasn't really, we moved up here for like, for fun. Kind of like I moved up here with my whole family. 
Nice. Oh, yeah, my par- that's yeah. so sweet. My parents still live in the valley. Really? Yeah. yeah. And my husband's parent. My husband's from La Feria. Oh. So we we have both of our families like down yeah. there. And I wish they were up here. I wish yeah. my parents were up here. Yeah. And like when when we were going, you know, like I started telling all my coworkers and my boss, and they were like, you know, I think we might be moving to San Antonio this summer, which is like huge. And he's like, wait, what happened? You know, like why? What is everything okay? And I'm like, yeah, everything's okay. And it's like, wait, moving. so yeah, we're just moving. And then. Yeah, you know, a lot of people found that kind of hard to believe. It's like, why would you just leave? Like, we had not everything, you mm-hmm. know, but like, you know, my parents had their jobs. I had my job there that mm-hmm. could have been my whole life career. Yeah. And we just kind of decided to get up and move. And, you know, so being over here, I applied to a church that had a very similar position mm-hmm. and I didn't get it. And I was like, <gasps> I was like, what? I mean, like, it was super cool. I went through like the second interview but then like they were like yeah if you can't do weekends because i do like a lot of weddings and stuff like that yeah which are on saturdays like yeah we you know if you can't do that yeah and then i was like but isn't there like an exception we could make <laughs> like I, that's just a saturday like saturdays are like sometimes the only days that i need to completely dedicate to to the weddings we're covering and they said no it's not going to work out and i was just like what and then i think like 2 months passed by and they had the opening again. I was at Chick-fil-A and I got an email like, hey, the position's open again. And I'm like, let me try it. And so, you know, I, I tried to apply again. And again, I got to like the second, third interview. Uh-huh. Real cool. Um, but then they were just like, yeah, you know, it's not going to be able to work out. And <laughs> there, that was like almost two years ago, I think. And I think that is where that was like one of the lowest points I had. You know, kind of yeah. like that realization like, wait, I thought that was what i was meant to do yeah like you know but now it's not like yeah. now i'm finding out that it's not so now i was like okay so i love you know the church world life it's all about community and mm-hmm. and like the content that i would specialize in was like content that involves community and mm-hmm. content that brings out stories like you know people who had a like a you know some a miracle occur in their lives with like finances and mm-hmm. stuff like that you know so I was like, okay, so there's two things that I have like in me, the creating content around community mm-hmm. and creating content that brings out stories. Nice. So that's what I do at my church. That's what I used to do. And like, so now how could I do that? Not being affiliated with the church. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's when I got into like, okay, I can help uh, businesses right. tell their story through content. I'm, exactly. I'm not, I'm not too much like on helping them strategize like how to post and stuff but uh-huh. if they you know if they come up to me and say like hey we have this you know this is our shop mm-hmm. like we want to put it out in the world i'll be able to help them out like okay how did it all start right. you know like the story. tell me like tell me the story and people are going to fall in love with that story so so that's kind of like my specialization and like i think the, so many people too with like social media like how you said anyone can be like a social media sh- person nowadays but it it really goes down to the basic foundations if you don't know how to storytell correctly if you don't know how to put the pieces together then you're not doing social media a justice because it it still has those basic core marketing foundations you know like that funnel and that's what i enjoy the most is i enjoy like working with a brand and kind of like piecing together the mm-hmm. strategy and like doing that and i think that so many people don't realize that there's a lot yeah. of psychology behind social media there really yeah. is and, and and you know it's just funny because just going back to 
you know, my working at the, I'm just going to check the, okay. Working at my church. Like it's, it's funny how, you know, psychology really is everything. Yeah. Like that is a big thing. If somebody wants to be a good marketer, I think, um, I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an, it, it's important to look into how humans think right. and how they feel. Right. Because you got to learn how to kind of like Emotion. pull at those, yeah. you know, cause you got to know the right moments. Like, I'm going to make you start feeling a little bit and then I'm going to take it away. That way you, you don't completely break down in the middle of your car. And, right. But then I'm going to like make you think about it for the rest of the day. Yeah. And when we post something else later that night, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to be still in that feeling, you know, like so Which on. So forth. I feel like maybe that's what I got confused about when I was growing up and thinking about being in the news. I think I was glamorized by advertising mm. and kind of thought that was like news, you know, like yeah. um, and, and maybe I felt that the real things that I really liked was that piece. Like I was obsessed with television, like ABC and that was like my network. I was obsessed with like the way they would market their shows, advertise. Mm. And I think maybe I was just confused about like what an actual like journalist is and like the like the glammy side and like yeah. advertising. And maybe I was just meant to do advertising or marketing. Yeah, yeah. no, mm-hmm. that's talking about, you know, marketing and storytelling. How How is it like, you know, with if anybody's watching and maybe like thinking like I need a marketer or maybe like thinking I want to become a marketer. Mm-hmm. You know, what are what are some things that you found? Because you're obviously like extremely successful. Thank right you. Now. Yeah. Thank you. I, I, sometimes I don't feel that way, but thank <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, so like, you know, when when did it when did it start kind of kicking off, I guess? Because I'm yeah. still in the in the point where, you know, as a video creator, you know, barely because two years ago when I found out that I'm not going to be a church mm-hmm. video producer. I'm like, okay, so how do I make this like my own thing? Mm. You know, like, and, and I'm trying to work with, with small businesses and mm. stuff like that. But, you know, I'm, I'm still learning. I'm, I think I'm a good video creator, mm-hmm. but I'm not a super, super good like marketer. So it definitely, I'm in year four of my business. Mm-hmm. It really took off when I realized who the exact ideal client Right. So in the beginning of my business, I was basically trying to just work with anybody who needed social media. Mm. Um, My brand was a mixture of women empowerment plus social media. Okay. And so at that time, I was working with a lot of female owned businesses, um, kind of like small businesses that couldn't really afford um, like a big agency or a big like, you know, firm, but they just like needed help. Mm-hmm. So maybe about a year, a year, two years of my business, um, it, it was kind of like that. I was getting by on just like, you know, like just the people that I was working with, which I was really happy. Yeah. But there was something that was missing and that was me knowing who my ideal client was yeah. and me wanting to work with bigger companies. Mm-hmm. And I realized that the corporate you know, teams or the bigger companies that I want to work with, they're missing a component in their, um, in their marketing team. Yeah. And people want to pit social media with like marketing, but it's like its own little category, yeah. you know, like it's its own thing. Like 
there's there's so much that goes into it even like video content like there's there's a difference between like a content creator and a person who creates social media copy like exactly. there's so much difference yeah and it, it the turning point honestly was the year that i got married um where i was realizing that i wanted to work with bigger clients mm-hmm. and also my the idea that i had about putting together a conference um kind of took its own like lane and when i got married i actually scored one of my biggest clients that i had ever scored at that time and that was like the major turning point that Mm. was when you're like okay girl you're in the big leagues like you cannot mess up you have to really define the problem you're trying to solve because if you got this big client that means more big clients are on its way that's going to become your portfolio yeah Yeah. and you can't really like mess that up yeah and so when i when i scored that client that was like like it really changed the course of my confidence my business and then when I started the second business, it became its own thing. And so my the SBG brand was a mixture of like women empowerment and that part ended up being in Hustle and Socialize's route. So I really was able to like focus on social media mm-hmm. and I was able to like clearly define what my packages were and the, the clients that I want to work with. I'm very strict with my clients. Like mm-hmm. if I have a lead that comes in and I feel like we're not a good fit, I will tell them, I'm sorry, we're not a good fit. Wow. Um, I have a very like rigorous lead process like my sales process like because those are the people that i am going to be working with to help and Mm -hmm. if you are not serious about social media then we have no business working together you know so to me it's like you you gotta understand where i come in and and that is me being like the ringleader me creating a strategy for you but also like sometimes i offer management to clients and they have to understand that like it costs money like you know like you're not going to be paying like little baby money like social media is a lot and so if you if i charge like thousands of dollars you have to understand that going in and it's an investment it's not it's not something like oh i just need something and Mm. that was the turning point Mm. when i really got clear on the amount of clients that I wanted to have, what can I do to help solve their problems? Yeah. And then um, figuring out like, where do I come in in their team and how I can be a, a partner to them and their yeah. company. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think, you know, with, when it comes to social media, that really is something that, where they have to look at you as a partner, not just like a contractor. Cause right. it's like a very close, like, you're working with their brand. Yes. Like what you do is going to affect them. Yeah. Like, it's like positive I'm, or negative. I'm the voice yeah. of yeah. their brand. And it's so scary sometimes. Like it's really scary because like one tweet can mess you up or like a spelling mm. error, you know? And so mm-hmm. it's like, I really have to look and it is being the voice of the brand. Like I'm the voice of many brands sometimes. And so yeah. it's, it's letting the company know like, Hey, when you hire me, you're getting all of me, which means like I will be, you know, dedicated to your brand. And that's mm-hmm. why I usually hire on multiple year contracts because I mm-hmm. want them to be with me for a while and I want to see the progress. Like I want to be a part of their evolution in their brand. Yeah. And so I don't like to just have like little contracts here and there. I want to be able to like showcase that Mm -hmm. hey you worked with me for a year here's where you were at the beginning and here's where you were now and see Mm -hmm. like that change and as you're showing them that Mm -hmm. they're not only going to be like wow like you know that's awesome but they're going to be convinced that you are 
the right person that they want to keep using you and everything. Right. And and so it's it was clearly like understanding. So I would say like around 2017, 2018, it really it really like took into like high gear where now I was kind of like in the in the beginning, it was like, just try to get whoever. Yeah. And like, hey, I'm making money and like, yeah. hey, I'm helping people and like this is great. But it was really like right around that time where mm-hmm. it was there was a turning point and it was like, okay, well, you're in the big leagues now. And so now I, I really have that mentality and the confidence to go up to a big brand and say, Hey, here's what I have done. And here's what I could do for you. And if you want me to help your brand, I'm all for it. But you know, you, you gotta be a a team player in a, in a way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's, I mean, that, I think that is definitely an important question. I think like, who are your preferred clients? Cause you gotta, if you don't love, you know, because it goes back to there's like so many. I was hearing this the other day of like, you know, you you go start your own business to not, you know, have to work the nine to five or join the rat race. But then I think sometimes like, you know, people thinking that like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do my own thing. I don't want to be on the rat race. But then they're doing their own thing and then they fall into their own rat race. Yeah. You know, and that that'll be like, you know yeah sure you're you've got your own business but you're like miserable like you're working with clients you don't like or you know whatever Mm -hmm. it may be so you know there's definitely that so yeah i mean going to what you said about like you know figure out who your ideal clients are that is something that i think i'm barely starting to also like ask myself because i i I noticed myself like oh yeah like i'll help you out with this but then i'd be like yeah i'm not really interested in like you know keep keep doing this even though it's what i what i do like mm-hmm. video content creation um you know but i prefer to keep working with this person except that, that person and, and it's I, it's also know. about how can you solve your client's problem in an efficient way mm-hmm. you know and and understanding like where your expertise come to help solve that problem like one of my biggest clients they didn't really have a strategy and so i was coming in as that person mm-hmm. that was really blending being very cohesive with their whole strategy and making their brand more visible online, which they had never, I mean, they were visible, but it wasn't at the capacity and the level that they could be at. Mm. And so it was also knowing like, okay, how am I solving my client's problem? How can I get it in an efficient way um, so that they can obviously make more money? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So um, that's, that's very good insight on like, you know, how to, have the ideal clients and how to you know be be in a relationship with your clients where it's more like a partnership Mm -hmm. but um finding them i guess i also want to kind of see or i'm wondering if that ties into hustle and socialize yeah like that's that's a conference right and do you does that help with bringing in people or like you know awareness on what you do it's like a conference so so hustle and socialize is the second business that i co-own and co-founded with my best friend of 20 years um michelle and i so michelle vallejo co-owns hustle and socialize with me we've been friends since we were 10 and so you guys are from the valley she's actually from alton which is like a city very close to mission oh okay um she lives down in the valley still she comes up for when whenever we have stuff and obviously for the conference but yeah you know when my brand was all 
women empowerment. Like a lot of my clients were like female driven. And if you go back, like you were talking about the the growth, if you go back to the beginning stages of Social Butterfly Gal, you'll see me, I'm wearing like lots of pink. It's very girly. <laughs> and over the years, it's got more of a mature look. The, the branding, like my visuals, it's more me in darker tones. It's, uh, it appeals to both audiences. Yeah. And that was because in you do have a good mix because I, I, I was like social butterfly guy i was like okay I let, let me see i was like wait no it's, you know it's like it's you know cute and like you know like yeah. like that but then it's also got like the power and, yeah. You know, yeah and so i had one of the things that i really wanted to do early on was i wanted to host a conference and i don't know where this idea came from i guess i was like dreaming and <laughs> um i told my best friend about it and so she actually came on board as like more of a consultant and she was like look we'll create this conference for social butterfly gal and you'll have something that's like an extension of your brand but then it, when we started planning it it just took on its own life and so that's when we realized like no this is not while it is bits and pieces so like it's called hustle and socialize she's the hustle i'm the socialize and it uh, comes off of the play of okay. the social butterfly gal yeah it now in its third year is its own thing where it's a women's entrepreneurship conference yeah. so we are basically having this three-day event targeted to women in business to help them get to 100k revenue so what we're doing is we're you know activating women in business and we want them to all the things that we've learned and all the things that we want to learn and all the things that have been in part of our journey we want to help other women achieve those things too mm -hmm. and yeah. so where my brand comes in is it's like i'm utilizing i'm the head of um marketing and director of marketing there so i utilize all of my skills to do social media for the conference, activate real-time coverage, mm. um, and act, do work with our event marketing team to activate those like social media moments. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's really cool how it's come about because again, I didn't think that that was going to turn into another business. Yeah. And, um, we That's were like, awesome. yeah, it, it had to be, it wasn't, I think really like in the beginning, we really used my brand to like promote it. Mm -hmm. And the first year we sold out, we had a hundred and 120 women the first year Wow! Um, with no marketing dollars, no ads. It That's was like crazy. word of mouth. It was just word of mouth. We used like the power of my brand. Yeah. But then when people got to meet my co-founder, then it became like, it's just not me. It's yeah. you and I, and we're, we're the reason why we make hustle and socialize. So we do utilize like, the brand to definitely like you know help market our own businesses but it's really about just like helping women and mm -hmm. making them feel unapologetic about the money they want to make and helping them feel un unapologetic about themselves and make them feel really confident to say you know what i am i i want to be a business owner and i i want to learn and i want to mm -hmm. grow and let's let's get let's let's do it you know and the, the reason why it was really successful in the first year was there was nothing like that in San Antonio. You yeah. couldn't, it, you really couldn't find anything. If there was something, it's like those organizations that have national organizations and they'll maybe do like um, a summit here or there in yeah. San Antonio. But yeah. there really wasn't like an actual like San Antonio conference, yeah. which is really funny because 
originally my best friend and I are not from San Antonio. Yeah, you know? that's, so, yeah. Um, it's just really wanting to like be a part of, of the community and help the community. I'm mm-hmm. very, even though I'm originally not from here, I'm very passionate about San Antonio. Yeah. And I think that it shows when you, when you walk in to mm-hmm. hustle and socialize. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, and, and so that's a yearly thing, right? Yes. So So this year it's... This year it already happened in 2019. And we we brought together 200 women this year. So we grew from last year. And in 2020, we're actually growing. We moved uh, to a hotel. So originally our... The first two years, our conference was at uh, Launch SA, which was the downtown library, Mm -hmm. uh, the central library. And now we're going to be at the Hyatt Regency. And it's June 11th through the 13th and we're growing in size. So we're going to have, you know, bigger attendance and we're also wanting uh, to bring in like an outside keynote and have speakers from all over Texas, not just San Antonio, but have people from all over. Wow. Yeah. And so since my best friend lives in the Valley, um, we actually brought a couple of Valley women to come and be on a panel last year and be a speaker. And so that's why for the third year, we were like, we can't, we outgrew our space. And yeah. so we were like, we that's, need to find a that's bigger. That's a good problem. It is. It is a good problem. <laughs> so um, that's like, that's like, you know, it's funny how you mentioned like, yeah, it, it, it was a dream. Yeah, yeah. I was dreaming and it kind of does sound like a dream. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it just like, it happened. And so now awesome. like my Q2, so like one of my biggest clients is their their event is in Q2 and the conference is in Q2 so for the first half of the year I'm like really really mm-hmm. grinding like it is like once we go into like that stuff it's like yeah you're, you're working you are wow. working so I really I've had to learn you know like with the clients that I want to have um, what is what is my cap what what can I take on how many clients do I want to have in terms of, of an event because I have different services that appeal to events, strategy, and management. And so I, and speaking, I also do a lot of like speaking engagements and, and mm-hmm. do paid paid events mm-hmm. and, and do paid workshops. And so I've, I've had to learn like, okay, my busiest quarter is Q2. So then how, for the other quarters, like how many clients can I have? And like have to learn, you know, wow. what, what can I take on? What's my limit? What yeah. to say no to, what to say yes to, wow. and understand like, okay, you know, cause when you have, you have now a second business, that's its own thing. So, you know, you have to do admin work for your main business and then admin work for like the non-sexy stuff, like financials <laughs> and like bookkeeping yeah. and the stuff that's like, ugh, yeah. it's horrible. Wow. It's not my creative side. Yeah. Yeah, like, no, I enjoy it's... creating content. I don't enjoy bookkeeping. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a learning curve. And I I think it's, it's so cool to have, it's so great to separate the two that I that was part of my brand because now I can really focus on social media for mm-hmm. Social Butterfly Gal and also elevate the the clientele that I want to work with mm-hmm. and still keep the thing that I was passionate about with with hustle and socialize. So yeah. it's pretty cool. There's a cool mix. Wow. Yeah. That is that is definitely inspiring. <laughs> Thank you. Like it and it's it's Keeps just me on cra- my toes. <laughs> yeah. And like it's just it's crazy. Like, you know, sometimes it's it's just funny because yeah, I know when, when we came to San Antonio and there's like a lot of things that I started to do and I was like, okay, let me see who else is doing doing something like this down here. And I'm like looking, I'm like, wait, there is nobody's really doing this. I'm like, that's crazy. Like, you know, moving up here, I thought that it was going to be like everybody was going to be like a hardcore content creator and like everybody was going to be like that. But then, you know, it's 
because it's a bigger city, you know, yeah. but then, you know, it, it's funny how, I don't know, I guess sometimes it takes somebody from the outside to mm-hmm. like come in and like really see, ha- like have a vision, like a new perspective mm-hmm. on like what could really happen. I think that's mm-hmm. what you did. Like, you know, being from the Valley and here and like, there isn't, a, there isn't a conference for women. Like, why not? Yeah. You know, like, and, and like, I'm not from San Antonio, but I can, let me, let me try it. And then like, you tried it out and it worked out. Yeah. It was really cool because when we announced it, um, I announced it on my, so it was like last April. Yeah. Um, I, cause we had the 2018 one and I just like went on Facebook live and was like, Hey, I have an announcement to make and here, here we go. And I was really nervous. Like, okay, are people going to want to like go to this conference? Like, what's the response going to be? And the day that we released tickets, we made ticket sales, you know? And, and then it just like kept going. And the thing that was so amazing was the amount of help that we got from other women was extraordinary. Mm. Like our, our first keynote, we told her like, Hey, we're looking for speakers. We don't really know who could be a speaker. And she connected us to like 10 different speakers. And so it was kind of like that, that rollout of like women helping other women, which is so amazing to see. And also too, it, it kind of like helps as a funnel, like for people who I do want to work with, they can come and they can yeah. get that first touch point of social butterfly gal. And yeah. they decide if they want to work with me or not. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's actually exactly what I was like, um, you know, wanting to like know of like that actually helps. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it does like that. Mm-hmm. That helps you, you know, somebody goes to a conference and they're like, okay, you know, the conference is to help them in areas they're lacking mm-hmm. and they might enjoy it and everything, but then they might think like, you know what? it's too much work. I'm still not going to be able to do it, but she's, she's the pro. Yeah. So, you know, let me yeah. reach out to her and like, mm-hmm. ha- has that helped as it well? It has. It really has, especially too with like, you know, getting bigger speaking engagements. Like yeah. I really do feel like my ultimate goal moving into the years and where I see my brand in five years, 10 years is I do want to be more of a motivational speaker. I want to write a book and there are like, I love social media, but I kind of want to go a little bit more, you know, more in depth with it. And so having the experience of not only organizing a conference, but speaking, doing, conducting workshops has allowed me to, when I apply for these bigger speaking engagements, it is, the Mm. conference is like a portfolio as well. And it showcases like, Hey, I've actually done, I've organized just like you are organizing. So I know exactly how this is. Mm -hmm. So it has helped a little bit. And of course, like with all the the clients that I've gotten to work with, Mm -hmm. some of them, a lot of my clients are referrals. So I'm very thankful for that, that I have a really strong, you know, referral base Mm -hmm. where I have not paid for ads and it's just like all word of mouth Uh, or people find me on Instagram. A bulk of my clients find me on Instagram. Yeah. Um, And so that's what, that's what helps a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it is like, I mean, I think the, the more, you know, avenues like that you can find of putting your face in front of people, Mm -hmm. that's going to be better because for the, like, I guess the first part of my official, like when I said, you know what I want to do, like uh, marketing, video marketing and stuff like that. And I had this thing of like, you know, I don't want to be in front of the camera because I'm not really like, you know, I'm not like a, you know, I don't have that camera personality, you know, (laughs) but so I was like, you know, let let me try putting other people on Mm -hmm. that can kind of like represent like my brand and, and, and stuff that we do. And, you know, let me, let me see how that works out. And the problem with that is that, yeah, like, sure. I'll help you out. Like, yeah, I'll I'll do this video and I'll be like the face or whatever. But then at the end of the day, it's not their business. Mm -hmm. 
so they don't really care uh, or not that they don't really care but you know i wasn't expecting for them to like carry out the responsibility of like yeah keep talking about it like tell yeah. everybody about this this and that and that's kind of where i realized like you know what i can't have other people be the face of this if it's mine you know exactly and that that's when that's why now i'm like wait these podcasts like i have to be the one because at the end of the day like it's it's going to be my it's your brand my, my brand my platform like what i want to get out of people in the podcast has to be coming from my heart like because yeah. i would literally say like okay let's have a podcast and let me give you the questions and you ask them to him or uh -huh. to her and like then we'll make that and that's it but then it doesn't work out because it's not me like those questions aren't coming out of like you know the heart like yeah. it's like something that i wrote down yeah you know so so that's why now i'm trying to not really like to become too much of like kind of like an influencer co-influencer mm -hmm. but definitely what i put out for it to be like from me yeah. and like you know have my my touch to it and everything my and voice and i think too what works for so many and at Social Media Week Austin this past year, they were talking about authenticity. Mm -hmm. And I think that's definitely what works really well for my brand is because I am literally the same person in person yeah. and online. Like yeah. what you see is like me at all times, like high energy, oh, yeah. friendly, like, you know, and so I don't put up a front. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what in the beginning when I started, you know, the blog and I started the brand and just like talking about the social butterfly gal and like who she was and like, it, it was exactly true to the, the, the person that I am. And so I wasn't like, I was being very authentic and I think that's why so many people really mm -hmm. latched on very fast and they were like, oh, have you met the social butterfly gal? Or like, have you seen, do you know mm -hmm. her? And it, it, it worked well because I was so authentic. Yeah. And that's my like that's one of my core values is authenticity. You know, yeah. like I even when I work with clients, like I have to be true to their brand. So yeah. the way I write their copy and the way I um market, like I have to understand their audience and what's true to their audience. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like do something that Taylor Swift did for yeah. her audience because <laughs> that's her audience, which mm -hmm. I have and it failed. And that was like <laughs> And that's why, because yeah. that's not true to the audience, yeah. you know? And so it's like learning, it's understanding like um, the role that authenticity plays mm -hmm. in marketing and branding. Yeah. And I mean, better to set that up than always having to, you know, because I think some people might fall into the trap of like, you know, I'm not like, you know, so for example, for me, one thing that I know about myself is that I'm like very slow sometimes, or like my speech can be very slow. And I'm like, you know, I want to, that's why when I had podcasts with other people, and like i was like you know what i want to get somebody who talks fast and like <laughs> is very energetic yeah. because i'm not a fast talker or energetic um you know so that's just, too. yeah and and so, so that's just one of the things that you know like i got to embrace that because that way you know like when when i when it becomes bigger when there's like more people starting to notice you know i don't have to keep pretending like oh yeah like it's you know this isn't me hmm. you know this is like yeah, I'm not going to pretend like, yeah, yeah. I mean, just going back to being authentic. Like mm -hmm. if I'm a slow, not super energetic guy, I'm going to be that, but I'm going to be like true. That yeah. way if somebody does pick up on it, somebody says like, you know what, Adrian, I like your, your slow mode. Yeah. And that's what, and that's why I'm a fan of you. I'm like, I'd rather have like a couple of fans of like my slow paced self than, yeah. you know, 
uh, people who are like, wait, why isn't Adrian super energetic anymore? Like, yeah. he used to talk like that? Yeah. Because it's just not me. So mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what? I just have to, I guess it was just kind of like one thing that I kind of struggled with. I was like, yeah. I have to come to terms with that's me, but it's still like, yeah, I can still do stuff, yeah. you know, yeah. with that. So, or I guess I, I want to ask this, like, what motivates you to go through all this hard work, like on a day-to-day -day basis? Or like, do you have a goal? Is it like a, you know, like a monetary goal? Is it like an audience goal? Or is it just like a reputation goal? Like, what is it that kind of inspires you and like, yeah. Yeah, I think about where I'm from and I think about the women that are near and dear to my heart, which is like my grandma and my mom. And I think about, you know, the impact and the legacy that I want to that I want to live out for my future children. And I think what really like pushes me is I, I want to live out that legacy. I want to. I want others to know that it is possible to do the impossible. Like everything is Marie Folio, which is a woman that I adore. And mm -hmm. she is like a business guru. She just came out with a book that's called everything is figure outable. And that is her phrase. <laughs> everything is figure outable. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, where, where we're from, it's, it's rare that people get out. It's rare that people be successful. It's very rare. And I think, I just want to live a, a, a good life and a happy life. And one thing that I learned early on, which I'm so thankful that I learned, is that we don't have time in this life to do something that makes you so unhappy. And so I want to live out my life doing things that bring me joy and that bring, you know, happiness and that can really help people and inspire people and mm -hmm. I think about you know all the opportunities that my grand my grandma didn't get to have or my mom didn't get to have because of where women were at in in those time periods and mm -hmm. so I want to I want if we're lucky to have a you know a daughter a future daughter I want her to know that anything is possible yeah you know? no I mean that's I mean yeah I mean going back to you know like just the sacrifices that you know, our, our parents had, mm -hmm. you know, and I know everybody, everybody's parents, like, you know, they always have a story, but I think especially, you know, being from the Valley uh, and for example, my parents are from Mexico. I don't know if your parents are from, I'm, I'm second or third generation. Oh, second, third. Mm -hmm. oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah. You know, they're like, they, they all had sacrifices to endure and especially mm -hmm. like in those times, like, so I think, you know, as you know, second, mm -hmm. third generation, like we, we still feel that responsibility, yeah. you know, to like keep going and kind of like, uh, you know, not like letting the family name die out, but like, just like keep going and, you know, set up. Yeah. Like you said, that legacy. So that's, that's really, yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's, I like, I like how you put, what, what was that? What was that quote that you said again? Everything's figure outable. Everything's figure outable. Yeah. 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 She's amazing. Like, <laughs> if there was like a vision of what I would hope to become, like, it's her. It's and her. we even have kind of like the same big hair too. So I'm like, oh, vision board. Um, vision. We'll see. But who knows where social media will be five, ten years down the line? You know, I always have to think about that. Like, what is the future of video marketing, marketing in general? You know, like, mm -hmm. so it's it it causes you to stay on your toes and be innovative. Yeah, I love being innovative. That's Innovate. my favorite thing. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, but yeah, you're, I think you're definitely, I mean, I know like you're definitely very influential Thank and you. inspiring. And that's actually, you know, the kind of uh, my like media side, what I do with like my media side, the mm -hmm. Orion Creative, 
Uh, that's like our three word slogan yeah. influence, innovate, inspire. Nice. So, I love it. Three eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And like three, yeah, three in, like they all start with in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, that's really cool. I really had a lot of fun hearing Yay, from you. And I'm so happy. Thank yeah. you so much. For <laughs> yeah, of me. And I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Pon Macy. She said she's like a big fan. Of, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. She that actually, you know, because I'm I'm uh, breaking into like the real estate world, mm-hmm. and I found this really great mentor. His name's Tim Macy with okay. Rock House Realty. Uh, yeah, I had to give a shout out. And Yay! like, you know, when I put when I put it on my story, you uh-huh. know, she messaged me like, oh, my gosh, I'm a fan. Like, yeah. I love her stuff. Oh, yeah. cute. So, so, shout out. Yeah. So, so I was like, wow, that's crazy. But yeah, they, they've really helped me out, Good. Um, you know, getting into this. And, and they, you know, they they see they acknowledge like, hey, you know what? I think you're a video creator first and then a real estate agent. So yeah. Focus, you know, go big on what you're doing with video mm-hmm. and that'll help you out. Like, you know, that'll help you survive and like, you know, see real estate as like your second thing. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, because yeah, I mean, definitely. Yeah, I think video really is my it's my bread and butter. Yeah, like, and video I mean, is the future. Yeah. Like, really, video is the future. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for hearing her story. And if you guys like us, like, you know, have any other questions, of course, reach out to her. She replies, remember, really <laughs> fast to DM. So she'll be she'll be on that. I just Yay. set you up, right? I know, right? <laughs> yeah, no, but but uh, yeah, I know. Thank you for meeting me at this coffee yeah, shop and having course. a conversation. And of course. Yeah. Hopefully I get to see you around more and maybe yeah, we can like do stuff together. Yeah, yeah that'd cool. be cool. Awesome. Yay. Thank you.